idea that to give human beings uh, self-awareness does a clone have self-awareness <laughs> does it develop sort of like some sort of therapeutical issues because it's like <laughs> yeah I mean, i'm the second yeah. it suffers why wasn't i the first it's got to have identity crises left yeah. and right. <laughs> I, you got to wonder. I do wonder about that. That is a good question. I don't know. That's for sure. They cloned animals already, right? Sheep or something. What, well, do, do, do we really have self-awareness? Oh, that's another good question. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? I don't know. I've just assumed I did. But now I'm now my world is falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's it's almost like um, is is self awareness just an inventive thing? Like if if you look at if you look at the human being from outside of the body, then it's just um, you know, it's just like a for want of better words, it's like a machine. It just goes about its thing. It eats shit sleeps, um, gathers energy to keep keep surviving. But then the self-awareness comes in and is it is it really real? What I was thinking of when you were asking your question, Jaswan, is I go back to my animals mm -hmm. and I wonder, so so like when you were speaking, I was thinking, well, what if the animals had self-awareness and they were saying, well, you know, this grass is tender, but if we eat too much of it today, then it's going to take a longer time for it to grow back. So maybe we should go over here. And then, of course, maybe they spend all their time wondering which grass to take instead of just taking the grass. And so therefore, the, you know, they're, they're, what's great about watching the animals is they don't have this thing of questioning their actions, right? They just have the action. Is that is would that be a delightful way to live? Or, <laughs> but 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 then this this strange animal comes from somewhere else and says the grass is greener on the other side. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that guy won't let us in over there. <laughs> we're going to we're going to overthrow the government. Because they won't let us go over there and eat the better grass. <laughs> oh my God! We've just invented the modern world. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, all over now. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, I came across this interesting uh, YouTube video, um, and it's from this uh, from this Tai Chi guy that's outside of our school. So it's a it's a different school of, of the Tai Chi. And he talks about intention and attention, and then, and then after that, getting into some sort of meditative state, and then the brotherhood of light and whatever it was. But interestingly, when he starts off with intention, he said it's the reptilian brain. You latch onto it with the with the, with the reptilian brain, and it was interesting because 
normally in our sort of spiritual discourse, like we're avoiding the animal. You don't want to let the animal come out. But here he's saying, grab, grab it, grab it, grab onto it with your reptilian mind is, is what is the words he used. So, and then does after... That, does that relate to, I think EJ has an exercise called the popcorn exercise? Mm-hmm. You know, turning the... Yeah, the brains upside yeah, down. The brains upside down, or whatever, you know, something like that. I forget exactly what it is, but it's a little bit like that. The reptil, the medulla, right? The reptilian brain is that early part of the brain, like where the dorsal part of the vagus nerve is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they feel very comfortable. <laughs> I guess. But you're saying that the practice of the, the movements is you're, it, you need to tap into that lizard brain. Um, well, what it, what it brought up for me was the, um, the idea that spiritually evolved and, and nice and we don't have an animal side because our spiritual side is winning, right? So we... You know, we, we keep the, the animal side tamped down. And then suddenly it occurred to me, well, you know, it's, it's just another tool. And, and maybe the idea is not to, is to use the tools correctly. So not to suddenly get angry and upset at somebody because they said something or did something but to use it to, to still have the animal side but but to use it in to use it correctly to use it in this fashion not to like shun it not to like just oh yeah that's not me I'm, I'm i don't have any animal vein i'm i'm an evolved spiritual being right just for the record my spiritual side is not winning you don't have an animal I don't know that's the side that's winning for me you know <laughs> but it's true what, what you're saying jazz when I really like that you 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 put a put this angle on things because that's a contention I have often as you know all these years is that I I um, don't have a, a very good control over the well, I guess we could call it the inner animal. I don't know if that's the inner animal's not happy about being called an inner animal. Um, but in any case, the idea of this spiritual evolvedness, which I'm I'm really, really paying attention to these days, is like I, I don't want to be like that. Right? I, I don't I don't really find it attractive to mute every negative. Mm feeling or negative thought that I have. I mean, I don't share them all. That's true. But at the same time, I would feel to, to, to smother them in spiritual love and kindness and compassion would is not a way I want. I, I don't want, I don't, I don't like that understanding. It doesn't work for me. It's not, it's mm -hmm. not. And, and so therefore when I run into the spiritual people, I feel inferior because I'm, I'm still angry and I'm still um, full of, vim and vinegar my mom would say right 
And I, I, I like being filled with vim and vinegar. I don't want to be filled with like rainbows and unicorns playing in a, you know, flowered pasture. <laughs> but I guess that's the goal, no? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, you know, what is it? The, the, not to sound modern day corporate, but, you know, the, a team effort of all those parts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would think too, Jasmine, when you're saying the, the guy was saying the correct way to use it, I sort of threw away the word correct because yeah. that's another yeah. word I don't, don't, don't think works for me. Um, one way. One way. one way but a yeah. way or one way right mm -hmm. is is it's a very interesting and useful perspective and then to mm -hmm. to allow it to manifest but also i don't know if the word harness would be a way to think about harnessing it mm -hmm. or but the idea of denying it or smothering it in this mm -hmm. other sort of prescribed storybook version of what a spiritual person is is also uh, I'm happy this guy has said that. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, when you say harness, I mean, that's, that's probably the, a good word to use mm -hmm. with the, in, I don't know, I've, I've seen illustrations before with the team of horses and the wagon and the driver and the harness, whatever, I don't know, it's just, I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Further than that, you know, I, I like pictures It's better. a good picture though, yeah. I remember that. So what about that picture stuck in me too, Hans? Like of all the words I've read, it's the picture that stayed, right? I'm in a, in a, cl well, a class, that group, let's say it's a group, that's a better word. So I'm in a group, and we're working with the book called Invocation of Presence. Invocation of what? Presence. Oh, okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And the group is great because they they have it's just like it's such just it's the right question for me, anyways. It's a question that resonates with me too. And they're like, so. The book is amazing, right? And everybody is very impressed by the book and the way it's written and, and what it reveals. But then the bottom line is like, what's presence? <laughs> so invocation of presence. And it's like, oh, cool. I want to do that. That sounds like it's going to be a winner, right? And then the question becomes, well, what is this presence that we're invoking? And I think that that for me is like really cuts to where I've been all these years. It's not to, to, to just, well, what is that anyways? And it's its own quest, right? Because before one can invoke or before I can invoke presence, I should probably know what that is. But then there, for years, I just assumed it was this like thing that everybody knew and I didn't. <laughs> Well, you know, you can, um, you, you don't necessarily have to know what it is per se, just take that as a, as a, as a tack, as a strategy. So maybe you say, 
okay, okay, then whatever this mystical, mythical, legendary thing is called presence, how would I go about invoking it? Yeah, there's that too. And then you uh, attempt, then or you try to invoke the presence and then... And then how successful you are, and <laughs> I guess you, yeah, you you go with what you know, you know, you do as best you can, mm-hmm. because there are multiple uh, levels of presence, right? There are different uh, types of presence or being present. I think because you 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 started it off in a really nice way, Hans, because you said something like when you were talking about the reptilian brain and the and the the vagus nerve and the 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 old fashioned part of the vagus nerve, um, and the idea that you said presence of mind, right? I think there was a phrase you said which was a presence of mind, and I was like, okay, so that's that's one kind of presence, right? Well, one level, like what action do I take in this crisis, in this moment? Yeah, if my if I understand presence of mind, it's like, oh, wait, I don't have to react physically or emotionally or or reactionarily, if that's a word, right? To don't have to be knee-jerk. You don't have to be knee-jerk about it. Right. I don't have to be a knee-jerk. That's right. I can can have presence of mind and go, wait a minute. I have an opportunity to make a decision here. I I have a choice. Whereas if I don't have presence of mind, that, that, that option of choice is, is often not present. Mm-hmm. Presence of mind, present with attention, mm-hmm. present with attention as to where you are, where you're sitting, your posture, the temperature, um, as mm-hmm. opposed to, geez, I got to make some money. I wonder what I can do to make some money <laughs> or, or, or some other such uh, wandering wandering by vaguely vegas vaguely <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah they're different um you wouldn't want to do that if you were out um on the serengeti hunting a lion you know <laughs> or having a rhino charge you you wouldn't want to ponder, you know, or just sit and ponder. But then, if you, I don't know. So, what does that mean? A different. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, the more we talk about it, the further away I get. The further away I get from. Uh, well, well, isn't it like the instinctual? Right, is, the animal being the instinctual part because. If a rhino's coming at you, nothing else matters. You just get to run. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the yeah. instincts take over. So it, they, it, it's instinctual, but then there you have to have a presence of mind to run in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> there is. I wouldn't run toward the rhino. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the right direction is any direction but towards the right. Yeah. Um, speaking of presence and attention and, and you know instinctual reactions and whatever. So when we all do art in our in our own 
on our own path, mm -hmm. right? So what is this thing? Because it's interesting, because when I'm doing creative activities, I don't want to, I don't, I want, I want to shut my brain off, right? So what, what part of me, if we're not talking reptilian brain or, or, or thoughtful self-aware brain, because I don't, I don't really want that on. I want some, something else on when I play. I don't want to think about it, because if I think about it, then it's going to go astray or go go down a certain road that i don't necessarily want so it's not a prime it's not the primal brain that i'm trying to tap into when i create is it or what i'm just curious how you guys hear this do you shut off your brain when you create stuff um i i don't i don't know i don't think so i i just you go to a different part of the brain mm-hmm or mind or whatever, you know what I mean? Maybe shut off uh, that um, part that runs from the charging rhino. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, right, aren't there li different, let's say octaves of the of, our, of presence. So there's presence on many different levels, depending on what you're doing or want to do. We need to do, I, you know, something like that. Yeah, something like what, Hans? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't it doesn't rely for me, and I'm I'm projecting it out on both of you. But for me, it's a it's the importance of developing a habit, right? So a useful habit. So whether it's Hans with with the guitar, there are. Mm -hmm. piles and piles and piles of useful training habits you've gone through over the years that that some good some not so good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and those habits they can run on they can run automatically right so it's also complex what i'm saying so that because then when they run automatically it frees me up to to not focus on them i can focus on something else i can put my attention on something else right so i'm way behind the two of you in guitar work right way behind so for me right doesn't matter on many levels but on a certain level if i want to play something a, a lot of my attention has to go on the oh yeah my fingers need to go there so that habit hasn't been so deeply rooted that i can just forget about it and know it's going to work pretty well. It's not. No, it doesn't. I'm not there yet. I the habit doesn't work very well at all. It's it's a it's a not it's an it's a malformed, underformed habit. Or yeah, un, underformed. Yeah. Um. So where does your attention go when you play? Hans? Ah, geez. If I'm lucky, uh, it, it, um, it's a little bit closer to, um, um, ha having the presence, let's bring that word into it, having the presence to, to not clutter it up with thoughts, to not clutter it up with, let's say, a judgment on what it sounds like or a judgment 
from the eyes of someone else, you know, like, well, what's so-and-so going to think of this? You know, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if you know, so-and-so is going to like this at all. And if, if that, if you start, that'll get in the way, all those kind of thoughts, doubts and whatnot. So I think presence, you can sort of disallow that. And that's even just initially where you get into the frame of mind or the mood to play or to draw or something. You, you um, Sometimes you can, sometimes that stuff just comes at you, right? And you have to go ahead into it with all that in your way and and you just keep forging going forward through the uh obstructions or the obstacles and the cloud the fog and then suddenly something kind of comes down and strikes and then it's like yeah that, well that's it like you sort of know that it's right when it hits but you don't really know how to make it happen i mean you just say what is that like there's a famous photographer that said chance favors the the prepared mind and so and this relates to everything that uh, ej's talked about as well like you know practice effort you know effort creates a vacuum um to to allow um, a goal or your goal or whatever you're after to enter so you're making an effort towards something then it's something like that. I don't, you know, so like the, the, um, and there are ways of like, all kind of clear of clearing your head a little bit before you start, start slow, <laughs> start, <laughs> start really slow, you know, play one note. I don't know. It's sort of, it's invocational, right? So if, if, if you're invoking something, if it's a space or a mood, um, you can't bring a bunch of other um, stuff, you know, to get in the way. That doesn't help for the invocation. Something like that. But that one note, that's a way to get into it. That's a way to kind of carefully open the door, you know, and, uh, and, and just sort of the magic of that one note is like, wow, what is this, you know? And with that sort of solitary note, <laughs> which is more than one note in and of itself, you know, especially if it's like a string, it's got all sorts of overtones that are there and it goes. You know. Yeah, like that. That requires me to slow down. You gotta slow down. Slow is good. Slow down, Fred. Yeah. If you start, <laughs> what's uh, the next note? All right. So, what's the next note? No. Yeah. yeah if you start fast, you're screwed from the get go. Yeah, I don't know. Presence. It. It certainly presence comes into play with everything that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And attention, because I would say that they're pretty much intertwined, presence and attention. They really go, you know, I mean, again, with attention, right, there's a lot of levels of attention. You know, you could be paying attention to picking your nose or not, or just something idle, or just, I'm not sure. You could, you know, there's so many... But they, the presence and attention, I, I guess if you have attention without presence, it could just be on anything, you know? Uh, and if you have um, um, 
I don't know. You know what I mean? They seem to be really closely related, if almost not one and the same. And yeah, or at least entangled somehow. Entangled somehow. And and then you got again that comes the, the image of the automobile or the, the horse-drawn carriage <laughs> where you have to have reins. You've got to direct it. You gotta have a director, whether it's coming from inside or you gotta have some sort of a an, an aim, a goal, a clear a clarity, a vision. Um, what are you trying to do? You know? Yeah, I, I was um I was um going over what are we going to talk about <laughs> a, a word came to my mind about attention and and that word was attend attend so, yeah so when you when you when you place your attention you're attending your um you're almost like a, a waiter. Almost like a what? A waiter. A, a, win, a, a waiter. waiter. A waiter. A waiter. Oh, is, yeah. you're, you're, you're attending to, um, uh, to, to, to a table, you know, customers, clients. Yeah, you're, you're a tender. You're tending to the fire. You're tending to the table. You are... Uh, Attending. Well, I don't know what the difference is between tending or attending, but I guess well, at attend is like I could say I attended a party, right? Yeah. So that's where for me the word attend doesn't work so well because I attend a party. Uh, okay, okay. Right. So, but tend minus the a, right? I'm tending to my garden. I'm wow. tending to the fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Caring. To me, it's a word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but attention, like for one thing that I find what, what's what's being provoked by the two of you is like also attention is also a, a muscle, right? That's what I, that's the way that I've been told. And I like the way that to approach it that way. So it needs exercise, right? So a, a, attention exercises, right? That people are given. But what I'm trying to say here is that also, so once that muscle gets stronger and one could, can, or I can focus, it's another word we often use, right? People use this, uh, I would prefer attention. So I'm going to place my attention and it can be very like narrow and often it is. It's like a narrow, even though it, I might be really using that muscle and stretching it, I, I tend to be, tend to, that's another way of using the word tend, I guess. I tend to, often I would focus on one small part of the entire world that's around me. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's like a really narrow focused version of attention, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, if you're in a conversation with somebody and you want to show them that you're listening, you know, you might really tune into what they're saying and really kind of cut out the rest of the world so you can hear what they're telling you right but there isn't there another one too where it's more encompassing right so like the attention isn't placed on any particular object or situation or sound it's perceiving how's that for a word right more data than so it's it's a larger 
hole that I'm creating to watch and observe the universe around me. Or it can get narrow and be like sort of, I guess this is macro and micro I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. It also brings up another point for me because, um, you know, when we say attention, you're, um, you could say you're looking at some point mm-hmm. or listening to something or, um, or feeling something or tasting something, you know, and um, it's sensory stuff. Yes, that's right. And that's where you, that was beautiful. You bringing in perception, perceiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much do I see or what's going on right now? I mean, see, not meaning with my eyes, but just take in, right? Yeah. How much of this can I take in? And so in a, in a, in a lot of situations, you know, I might miss something because mm-hmm. I wasn't so-called paying attention, but maybe I was paying attention just not to that. Yes. Right. So there's another way of of paying attention and perceiving, right? So for I'm gonna go. I I I don't necessarily like the fact I fall back on, on teacher stuff, but often in a classroom you have say 20 kids, 18 kids, right? And maybe my attention is on me talking and talking, <laughs> you know, being the peacock in the room, right? Because I'm the teacher. Right. But then a part of me, so my attention is on on my presentation, my voice, my my movements, my my performance, really. Then I realize, like, no, actually, your attention needs to be on the audience, the students and how are they perceiving or how are they reacting to your performance? So then it becomes split. Right. Part of it on me. Not too much because eventually it became a habit and it kind of just kind of goes, right? Then the then my attention can go to the audience and sense, perceive how they're receiving it. And sometimes I would go like, oh, you thought you were really connecting, but wait a minute, I just don't know, you're not, right? So one can step away from one's own performance, my own performance and go like, oh, this isn't landing on anyone right so there's that kind of use of attention too is where do i put it while something's going on which goes back to the guitar it's like for me guitar i'm still my attention is often on my fingers and the frets right not necessarily on other more maybe the audience for sure not because there isn't any right does that make any sense or did i run afoul no i'm listening I mean, that's why it's, it's nice to start. Uh, let's use the guitar again. Um, start slow and minimal, minimal as you can get, you know, and find a note that sounds really good on the shitty guitar that you have. <laughs> and, and meditate on that one note. And, and if you want to learn music, you know, theory or something like that, God forbid, you know. But you go like, well, that's a D, you know, and then you can say, <laughs> say to your mind that's a d and make a note of it but other than that you know like it's really music's about listening and it's about you know a feel so you could create a rhythm with that one note you know and you can that's the way to get into playing a a fucked up guitar you know 
then you don't have to think of D minor and, and putting two fingers or three fingers together, is, ah, you know? So, so that, but don't, I'm sorry, I'm getting off the subject, but, but yeah, when I, the few times that I taught guitar, oh yeah, yeah, what a nightmare that was, you know, talking about presence and attention, especially if you're trying to teach kids, little ones, you know, some of them, you know, that you put a guitar in their hands and they just start like, I don't know, they kind of push it aside and fall down on the floor. And they're not listening. There's no attention. There's no, and, and there's no, pre- I, so and then it, I always felt that it was my job to somehow grab their attention. Mm. But I don't know, you know, I'm not sure. I, I would just, God, I'm a lousy teacher, you know? So I, I don't know. So if you can... But to take it into a different arena with your story, Hans. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, no, 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 no. It's good because when you, so you, when you play with others, when we're talking about listening, because you said music is listening, right? This yeah. uh, an equator, uh, uh, an analogous situation for you, is when you're playing in a group. How much are you listening to yourself? That would be me, the teacher, right? And mm-hmm. how much are you listening to the other musicians? Which would be uh, the the equation would then be those are the students. Mm-hmm. so right so when you're playing you're listening to your mates no well you're trying to hear it all you know yeah. and hopefully you've got good acoustics in the room so you can hear everyone and yourself and some you know you do get into situations where you're like all right i just all i can hear is the drummer or all i can hear is the violinist you know and and you lock into something just to, so you don't screw it all up, you know. So there are different emergencies, you know, little mini emergencies or crises, and you got to adapt. But in general, you know, in a vacuum, you know, you want to listen. You don't want to analyze. You want to listen and respond. You know, sort of call and respond, or or like that kind of a. Thing. it's a different brain or a different yeah. for me that's a that's a kind of presence if since i can't i can't really point it i don't really i mean i could guess if i had to answer an exam you know that was really important and had to write an essay on presence i could mock up a bunch of bunch of stuff that i might even believe most of right but the the more truthful thing is to say i'm not quite sure what it is but when hans was talking about the listening and the music right that's that to me is a kind of presence. Yeah, it it seems to me, um, especially when you were talking about the you know, the children in the classroom and listening to yourself and then playing, paying attention to them, and then uh, just playing your guitar and listening to the sounds coming around. It seems like it's like one big giant world.